0: to defining understanding we can simply state that understanding is awareness of something or somebody awareness can be about Understanding uh, what somebody said, did, or so forth, but you are aware of of that. You are aware of of time. You are aware of days, but understanding also equates belief you believe certain things based upon study hearing and it, and so forth you just understand and therefore you believe and i can go on and on and on with with similar definitions of understanding but i want to just keep it Somewhat simple, and so just for the time being, your understanding represents your awareness, your belief. Now, in Proverbs 3 and 5, Solomon was clear, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. He does not want us to depend on our understanding. Does not want us to rely on our understanding. And one simple reason why he does not is because our understanding is limited. It's limited. You are only aware of so much. I said, you are only aware of so much. You can't even tell me what I did last night, what I did yesterday. You're not aware of it. Even when it comes to your belief, you can only believe so much we're limited now one thing I want to make perfectly clear when it comes to understanding God does not want us to be without understanding he wants you to have awareness he wants you to have beliefs He does not want you without understanding. So don't even think, well, God don't want me to understand. No, 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 no. That's not the case. He does not want you to lean, rely, or depend on your understanding. But that does not mean he does not want you to have understanding. It does not mean that he wants you to be void or empty of understanding. Again, he just does not want you to depend wholeheartedly or totally on your understanding. How many many are with me? See, our understanding determines how we live in life. You see, that's the reason the Lord does not want us to depend on our understanding. Because he came to change our life. He was clear in John 10. 10 the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come. So you can have life and that more abundantly. Because I want you to have life and I want you to have it more abundantly. But in order for us to have the life that the Lord has ordained for us to possess, our life, a lifestyle, has to be according to his written and revealed word. Hence, Jesus told the devil, man shall not live. By bread alone, but some of, he didn't say some of, did he? He said every word of God. Man has to live by every word of God. And some things God puts on the table will boggle your human understanding. You'll be like Nicodemus who had had been in church, who had been part of the religious circle for a long time. But when when Jesus dropped on him, you got to be born again. Nicodemus was like, how can this be? How can this be? And Jesus put back on him, you telling me that you are a ruler, an elder? And you don't understand what I'm talking about. You don't know. See, Jesus will put something on you that will boggle your mind. And, and, and in some cases, it will be so heavy to where you will fight the word of God. You will fight your own blessing. <laughs> He'll take you through trouble and you'll get mad at the trials, not knowing that your trouble or your trial leads to benefits. Peter so understood it to where he told the churches of Asia Minor in 1 Peter 12 and following, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened. But rejoice Wanted him to get happy about it. Peter wasn't the only one that understood it. Paul told Timothy if you endure or suffer with the Lord. You'll also reign with him. But if your understanding is not in the place that it needs to be. You will hinder abundant living from coming your way. You will hinder the God kind of life from manifesting in your life. And so it it is imperative that we never depend on our understanding to the point to where we feel as if If it doesn't happen the way we believe, it just ain't going to manifest. Because, you know, some folks have that understanding. Well, they turned me down so I can't get it. Well, they say it come back in six months, so I'm going to go back in six months. And stuff like that is leaning to your own understanding as well as other folks' understanding. But you have to know, according to scripture, as well as according to testimony like Minister Scott, that God does not allow what man says to be the conclusion. No, God is the Alpha. But, he, but we can't stop at Him just being the Alpha. He's also the Omega, which means He is the beginning. And the ending. I love to tell folk God can do anything. Save. Fail. And so what God wants from us. Is not to lean to our own understanding. But to be transformed in our mind. To change. Look at yourself in reference to your understanding. As it being limited. And you not having the final sight. Use your understanding uh, knowing that you are limited, but don't you depend on your understanding. You trust God for your salvation. You trust God wholeheartedly. You never allow yourself or somebody else to have the final say when it comes to your life. If it's clear, just shout out, it's clear, pastor. God wants us to have his understanding. He wants us to consider every aspect of our life from his point of view. From his written and revealed will. And according to Psalm 147 and 5, God's understanding. Standing is infinite. It's without limits. You can't measure how intelligent God is. It's beyond your comprehension. Nor can anyone else. Theologians trying to convince people That they know all there is to know about God. But there's no way because God was before time even came into existence. That's the reason Genesis 1 and 1 lets us know in the beginning God. He was down before anything we see came into being. He had power before any of your so-called folk who think they got all power had an ounce of it. How many are understanding? You define God's understanding not just as infinite or unlimited but omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. There is nothing he does not understand. Don't ever utter out of your mouth when, when things are not going your way that God does not understand. God understands everything. God understands how it's going to turn out when, when you are wondering how it's going to turn out. He understands but when we take on his understanding, we too can get on the same page and use his word to even decree our beginning as well as our ending. See, see when you take on part of what God gave you in reference to his understanding, you can see clearly how things are going to turn out for you but you have to, but you have to do so by applying the written and revealed word of God. I'm going through something right now. You can't look at it. Look at me and tell it cause I look good. <laughs> but understand this. It's going to work out for me because I have God's understanding according to his written word. God said in his word, "Walk all things work." together for your good and I'm going to tell you why Walker you love me you are a worshiper of me you adore me you praise me you magnify me you don't rob me you don't steal from me you don't neglect me when it comes to living by faith so all things are going to work out for the good when it comes to your situation Now now see, when I apply God's word to my life, that means I'm not leaning to my own understanding. I am leaning to God's infinite understanding. When somebody tells you something who knows everything, you shouldn't have any reason to doubt him. If he tell you it's going to work out, you ought to shout before it's manifested. Why? He knows everything. Woo! Some of y'all ain't happy yet, but tell somebody God knows everything. Everything about you. God could expose you right now. But he got too much class. God ain't like folk. I said God ain't like folk. But he knows everything. Everything. There is nothing hid from him. And it is his desire for his children to have his understanding. That's the reason he gave. His sheep, pastors, told Jeremiah, I want you to pin that I'm going to give them shepherds according to my heart. What they going to do, Lord, they're going to feed them with some understanding. They're gonna, they gonna make them aware of my seasons. They're gonna make them aware of my doings. They're gonna make them aware of how they're gonna go in and how they gonna come out. They're gonna make them aware of how it's gonna turn out. I'm going to feed them with understanding. I'm going to feed them with the word. And what are they going to do with that understanding? They are going to apply it to their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. They are going to live according to what I put on the table. But you have to be to the point to where that understanding comes. You grasp it and then allow it to just soak in your spirit. You have to be like David. David said, Lord, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Lord, I'm going to put your word in my thoughts, in my heart. Mouth in my deeds, so I won't get off the path, so I won't start leaning to my own understanding, so I won't mess up myself. God's understanding is infinite, He knows everything. And, and, and see, you you have to you have to keep that in your being. Yes, you do. You have to keep that in your being. Because there are folks that will try to convince you that they have the final say. Get get this about your life. Yeah, there there are folks that have the audacity to tell you they can tell you the conclusion of. Your life, and, and this is the thing, it's not based upon scripture. And when you tell them, based upon their findings, that you don't accept it, they will even get an attitude with you because they desire you to lean to their understanding and not infinite understanding. I have to trust God. When my life was jacked up, it was his omniscient under, understanding or Him being all knowing that caused it to be turned completely around. When they said, I couldn't have it, he showed me different. So I'm not going to backtrack and believe somebody who told me wrong. Because God has never failed me yet. I said God has never failed me yet. I was hoping to hear me either, Pastor. But I didn't hear but two or three. Let me try it one more time. God has never failed me. He never failed me. Has he ever failed you? His understanding is infinite. And that's a reason he, he'll tell you things in, in the midst of trouble like just believe. Just believe. Just remember what I told you. Don't look at the situation. Just remember what I told you. Keep in you what I said. And as long as you hold on to that type of understanding, you're going to be okay. Things are going to be well for you despite what you go through. Because we're going to go through some stuff. I said we're going to go through some stuff. That's the reason it is imperative for us to go through it with infinite understanding. No way I can deal with all I have to deal with on a daily basis without God's direction. Without believing in the written and revealed word of God. It's imperative that I hear what the spirit is saying in reference to God's infinite understanding. And when it comes to Psalm 147 and 5, I love how the psalmist gives us traits about the God that has infinite understanding. Because if if, if somebody has infinite understanding, he ought to have some awesome traits. And he sets us up because he gives us God's traits before he reveals to us that he has infinite understanding. Notice the first trait that he reveals In reference to our God. Here in Psalm 147 and 5. He's great. I said he's great. He is impressive. He is impressive. Somebody that can say something and it happens... Somebody that, that can turn <laughs> a person around that has been on crack for 30, 40 years? That's impressive. S- somebody that, that can take a tramp and make her into a lady? Oh, you didn't like me saying that right there, but that, that's just the truth. Oh, you didn't call yourself a tramp. We're we just talking about the attributes that you were exemplifying. I mean, like it or not, that was tramp. But now you don't let all of that tramp type stuff go. You looking like a lady, you... Talking like a lady, you acting like a lady, and and, and when you get up, you tell for look, God did all of this. Say to your neighbor, God is impressive. He great. Anybody that 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 can save somebody like Elder TJ White is great. Anybody that can convince an elder Samuel Thomas to leave California where folks trying to go and come to a little country town called Carrot. It takes a great God to do that. Matter of fact, if it be true, just just tell somebody, God changed me. That's the reason I know he's great. Tell somebody else, God changed me. That's the reason I know he's great. I hear people be talking, you know, pastor, that's a holy man of God. He ain't always been holy. God can change liars. Folk who used to curse all the time. You hadn't cursed in. You you hear them former folk that used to curse all the time. Yes. But it's the truth. And, And it's not because you ain't felt like cursing folk out. But the greater one put a power down on the inside of you. To where now you bless those who curse you. Shout at somebody my God is great. That's the reason I have to praise Him. That's the reason I put my hands together. That's the reason I magnify Him. That's the reason I'm not going to allow fear to get His glory. I'm not going to allow sickness to get His glory. I'm not going to allow anything that comes at me to get His glory. Despite what you go through, God is still great. Tell two folks of me, God is still great. Despite what you're going through. That's the reason you got to keep your dance in the pandemic. You got to keep letting folks know I got the victory in the pandemic. You got to keep letting them know I got joy in the pandemic. Why is that? My God is great and greatly to be. All right, let me show you something. Consider Psalm 145 and 3. That's what the psalmist said. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. But this is what I want you to get. The last thing that he says. His greatness. Is unsearchable. God does things that won't show up on the x-ray. God will give you something that your credit report says you should never have. Some of us know that firsthand. I told y'all, that man told me, he, he said, if I had a car down for $200, you couldn't get it. Well, that same day, I got one. And it was a nice one. I wanted to go by and show it. And I know he would have said, I don't understand. And the reason being, God does things that are unsearchable. Folk wanted you to become a part of Alcoholics Anonymous. You wanted to say that I'm still, but you couldn't say that. Because you are a new creation. You would have been negating what God did in your life to, to tell folks you will always be struggling with alcohol or drugs or such. You know God didn't do no half job on you. They look at you because they can't understand. Well, he don't even, don't even bother him to that, that, that be around the stuff no more. He just don't mess with it, period. They don't understand God did the miraculous for you his greatness is unsearchable and and folk will be trying to examine trying to investigate how you have what you have because they just can't understand it on paper they can't understand it when they get to looking at you it's just like if, if, if some folks heard Minister Scott's testimony about what, what happened to her, they'll be like, ain't no way. Now, I'm hoping that we ain't got nobody in here that's saying, ain't no way. Because there ain't been enough testimonies in here to where you, you, be, you should be like, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do us like Jesus His greatness is unsearchable. That's that's, that's the reason God will set you up. He'll set you up. Folk be telling you it it ain't going to work out for you. But but in your being, you be knowing the great God that I serve. He's going to turn the tables. He's going to turn this thing completely around. They don't understand that it ain't over until he says it's over. But I know how great he is. Some of us in here, God just spoke a few words and it changed our life completely. Isn't it amazing how folk were looking for you to go down but God been raising you up? Why? Because he is great. He's great. But then the second trait in the text it talks about his mighty power look at the text look at Psalm 147 and 5 second thing it talks about his mighty power God's power in reference to us is valuable I can't make it without the power of God. Jesus even told his disciples, he said, look, before y'all even think about ministry, before y'all even think about moving forward without me being with you on earth, I got to make sure y'all got some power. He told them in Acts 1 and 8 that It was essential that they receive the Holy Spirit so they would have power to be witnesses. And then he even told me, he said, I I need you to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and everywhere else. I need you to be a witness in, in Jerusalem, the city. Of peace. You gotta let folk know that don't have no peace. Where your peace come from. I need you to be a witness in Judea. Because you gonna find some folks in Judea that don't understand Judea comes from Judah a praise. And they're not going to be praising me the way they should praise me. Because they're going by what they see and feel instead of my word. You got to let them know that they need to praise me despite what they see. Despite what they feel. Because when the praises go up, that's when my benefits, my blessings come And you got to go in Samaria. You got to go where they where they believe in false worship. They don't pay attention to me. They'll worship this, that, and the other. You gotta let them know there is only one true God. There is only one living God, and his name is Jesus. He wanted them to have power to be. A witness everywhere they went. That's what he wants for us. You gotta be a witness. You you got you gotta let folks see that God has given you power not to do certain things, not to get involved with certain things. You, child of God, have to do that. His power is mighty. His power is essential. It's necessary. I don't know about you. I don't want to cross the street with that Holy Spirit. I need the power of God with me 24-7. When I'm asleep, I understand demons. They'll try to get me. How many folk in here snore? I know some of y'all, you're in denial right now. Some of y'all in denial, even though when you snore, it's like the wind fill it. You scare yourself when you wake up from snoring. You be in some deep sleep. You need God to protect you when you sleep. I need his mighty power when I'm awake. And when I'm snoring in deep sleep you need it on the job because you you gonna always run into somebody on your job that don't like you I say you gonna always run into somebody on your job that don't like you. you need power that's beyond you you need Holy Ghost Holy Spirit power. It's essential. It's essential. It, it bothers me when folks tell people, you don't really need the Holy Spirit. It's just for you to, to witness. I'd be like, man, is you, you, do you understand what witnessing means? How in the world can I, I not have power and be all right? If I'm going to be good, I've got to have God's power residing on the inside of me. If you can leave church and go to somebody's house and curse them out, you don't have God's power. Because it's his power that keeps you from... Thinking, saying and doing certain things. How many understand that? Now, what I really want you to grasp as I get ready to close is the next two things that I'm gonna say in reference to to God's power. Let's go to Matthew twenty-eight. I want to read this. I don't want to quote it. Matthew 28 and 18. Jesus had put. Death up under. His feet. And this is what he said to his disciples. After he had resurrected he had not yet ascended to heaven but this is this is what he said he had to come back after defeating death to let his disciples know this right here as well as other things but this is what i want you to get matthew 28 and 18 jesus said to them all authority which is power has been given to me in heaven and on earth I'm in charge. That's what he was letting them know. I am in charge. Now when he said he was in charge, that, that, that is bigger than just Jesus the person because Jesus identified himself in John 14 and 6 as the way, truth, and life. Then John identified Jesus in John 1, 1 and following as the word. When he decreed, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And then in verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. So he, so he was saying to his disciples, I have the right to carry out Truth. I have the right to carry out what is written and what I'm going to reveal to you. That's the reason when he drops better is here and better is coming. It's got to happen because he has the authority to make it happen. And see, one one way he's going to release his authority is, is through His men and women servants. That's the reason we have scriptures like Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secret which equates his plan to his servants the prophets. And that's the reason the Bible says this right here in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. The last sentence says this. Believe the Lord your God so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. See, when you understand that Jesus has authority, you know what he tells you, this going to happen. But see, we got to stop being our fleshes flunky, demons flunky, and other folks flunky in reference to Resisting the word of God. You have to accept that God has all authority. He has a right to do what is written and revealed. And once he puts it on the table according to Isaiah 55, it's going to manifest. It's going to happen. He's going to cause it to come in to be once he puts it on the table, that's what you have to understand. He has all authority. And notice what he said in the heavens and earth. He didn't even have to tell him about his authority in reverence to hell because he, he had just got done doing what needed to be done beneath. And so we have to be to the point to where we understand that when it comes to his power, it says about him, his authority is settled on earth. That's mean you never take somebody else's word. Well, I am the chief, such and such. So what I say, go. All right, now, I don't want to take you to the scripture and show you what happened to, the, to kings that thought they were bigger than God. I don't want to take you and, and show you what happened to Herod when he thought he was bigger. Don't, you, you better watch your mouth. Y'all need to read when folk get to thinking that they, they have the final saying, bigger than God. God take folk like that out. Pastor, you should that, that's Bible. You ain't read what happened to Jezebel? God I want you to prophesy to her that dogs are gonna eat her. And leave her on the street. Oh, she she's thinking she this, that, and the other. God has all authority. Y'all better read that Bible. Cut off BET sometime and get in your Bible. Pause Netflix and get in your Bible. Final scripture. Let's go to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. This is my final scripture. How many understanding? Y'all better hold on. This, this, this is the final one. But I mean this good. God. You're going to be like. Yeah God got infinite understanding. This is this what this, this ought to do to you. Psalm 62 and 11. The psalmist said, God has spoken, notice, once. Twice I have heard this. Number two, testimony. Witness. God has spoke once. Twice I have heard this. What did you hear? Power belongs to God. God owns power. That's the reason the psalmist, even before the death of Jesus, knew that God had all authority. Bearing witness with Matthew 28 and 18. All power belongs to Go. Let's hey, read when God tells you clearly, go do such and such. Ain't no need in you. Well, I, man, man, I need to pray. Ain't no need in you praying. You better go. You, when God tells you something, don't be trapped. Well, let me check my checking account first. But all power belongs to him. Even if you don't have it in your checking account, by the time you get there. It's either gonna be in there, or he gonna be done work it out. Who has all power? Who does power belong to? And and we be trying to tell God why we can't. Well, Lord, you know they we on short time. (laughs) God tells you something you. Do it because if you don't, you will you will mess up the greatest miracle or one of the greatest miracles that could ever happen in your life. You got to understand when it comes to your life, God has all power. He understands your situation. You got to try to explain it to him. He already know. Woo, I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand in price. Lord have mercy.